You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. <clears throat> Your team every day for Thursday, December 8th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. Um, you can find me, uh, my baseball work sometimes over at JustBaseball.com, to which I am wearing a hoodie for. It is fantastic website. Go check that out. Or follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V. I-I-P-E-N-O, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter as well. And thank you for making Lockdown Padres your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. And man, I'm, I'm enough of the intro. Xander Bogarts is a San Diego Padre. Um, there are so many questions, that, and it's probably going to take multiple episodes. Full disclosure, I am still very sick right now. Maybe you can tell with my voice. Um, I'm still a sick boy. Getting over it, I'm definitely not at the, the, the peak of the sickness, so my apologies if I sound a little nasally or if I cough a whole bunch on this episode. Just be prepared for that. But we push through. We push through. And that's what the Padres do. They push through every single damn time. I get on this microphone like a buffoon saying how, oh, I would really like a, a Michael Conforto. I, oh, yeah, yeah, Kevin Kiermeyer might be kind of cool. Or Mitch Haniger. And then AJ Preller said this freaking bozo from new jersey he ain't a real padres boy we're going out and signing xander bogarts 11 years 280 million dollars and reportedly and reportedly full no trade clause wow um wow just wow uh let's first start with briefly talking about xander bogarts who is a player that i think the biggest thing about him, one of the things that is the most exciting thing about him is just as a pure hitter, he has been one of the most consistent players at all of baseball for a very long time. Um, on top of his health, that he's never really missed a whole lot of time, go look at his fan graphs, basically has played in at least 130-something games every year. He's been great in that regard. And every year, except for his like first real full rookie season, 2014, his F4 totals have been splendid. 46 in the in the 2020 seasons that was great 4.4 and 6.1 he seemingly has improved as a player but most importantly consistency yes he doesn't hit for the same power as some other Padres players in this lineup but bottom line is he's excellent um when it comes to just a consistent really solid shortstop in from that perspective I love it uh it's really a lot of fun AJ Preller I am begging. You know how John Wick killed someone with a pencil? I want him to do the same to me, except do it with a blade. Do it with a, uh, 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 I don't even know. Uh, I'm running out of analogies. <laughs> I'm running out of analogies, folks. And and descriptions of how I want AJ Preller to murder, murder me brutally. Um, this is insane. I am super sick, and I get this alert, and I lose my mind. But I have to admit, I'm almost getting desensitized to all this stuff because the Padres keep doing this. They keep making moves. And it started with the former first baseman of the Padres, Eric Hosmer. You can actually say it was Will Myers, but you get my point. Then they bring in Manny. 
Then they trade for... Uh, who did they do after that? I'm, I'm losing track. This is the team. Over the past, like, 365 days, they've traded for Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Josh Hader. They've traded for Blake Snell. They've traded for Hugh Darvish. They've traded for Joe Musgrove. And now they just said, screw it. We're, uh, we're going after Xander Bogarts, too. Um, I think my first impression of the deal is, first of all, <clears throat> I absolutely adore, absolutely adore, absolutely adore when moments hap happen like this. It is objectively so much more fun to talk about these giant free agent contracts than some of these minor deals, even if they end up maybe being a little bit smarter, which we're going to get into a little bit later than the big deal. It is so much fun, and what a time to be alive. I know I saw Jeff Passan <clears throat> talking about this on a show, ESPN Insider. People are probably familiar with him. Talking about how the Padres epitomize the if you build it, they will come type of mentality. And they have because they've shown nothing but dedication. I don't know if this is going to work because bottom line, uh, Xander Bogarts is going to be 30 next year. He's going to be 41 by the end of this contract. That That is is, is daunting. That is daunting. And this is also a team that has Manny Machado for a long time. They have the Goober, Fernando Tatis Jr. They have, <laughs> there it is. Uh, they have Juan Soto for another two years. Who knows if they want to pay him? Does giving this deal to Bogarts mean that they're ready to potentially not extend Juan Soto? Does it mean that they want to trade Tatis? The answer is no. But, I mean, it's just, it's really nuts, man. It's really nuts. I'm actually losing like words the more i talk i i'm not words i am losing my attachment to reality my grip on reality because the padres just keep making moves every single offseason every single trade deadline and it's it's just nuts um and again i really i really like Xander bogarts as a player um i've i i genuinely believe my phone just keeps blowing up i genuinely believe that he's super consistent i think there's a world where he is just this super solid bat who hits for a modicum, you know, decent amount of power, gets you great batting average on base stuff. And this is a team that, currently constructed, has Tatis, Soto, Manny, Xander. And they're getting Tatis back, and they were a good team last year. So they, them getting Tatis back and then adding Xander Bogarts is impressive, to say the least. Um, even though I will say, even though I will say, 11 years is a lot of time all right no duh obviously especially for a team that already has all these giant jumbo contracts and one of which soto who might be one you hope to extend down the line although maybe part of this we don't again now i'm just speculating maybe it's that they really didn't like how much of a down season he had by his standards last year so maybe they're like uh eh, let's not you know extend this guy immediately the way we did the goober uh, over at shortstop because you just don't know so instead they go out and give xander bogarts all this money this coming on the heels of reportedly missing out on Aaron Judge. They flew him to San Diego last minute. Some people said he, he was offered a deal that the Padres offered like $400 million. Other people have said that that didn't happen. <coughs> so, you know, whatever, I guess, on that front. Trey Turner, uh, no one has said that that offer wasn't legit. They offered him a lot of money, but then he ends up going to Philly, of course. I, I wonder how much of this is A.J. Prowler saying, I'm not... I'm not leaving, you know, like the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving, all right? I'm getting someone. That's clearly how they approach this offseason. Naysayers can say, 
Well, the last time that they went all in after a good season, it didn't exactly turn out so great. Remember, 2020, they were great. And in 2021, they go even more all in. They make the trades for Darvish and Musgrove and Snell. And it's a pretty underwhelming season, to say the least, to put it lightly. Um, <clears throat> I will say that, you know, I, I like the consistency of Bogart, so it's possible this doesn't age horribly. But bottom line is this is baseball, so I'm always going to assume that once he hits like 35 or whatever, that it's 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 going to be rough. But clearly that kind of doesn't matter for AJ Preller because he's all about the now and he's all about going for it now. And I would be surprised if this is all they do. I would be because this raises a whole lot of other questions about the Padres roster. Who's going to move where? And to be quite frank with you, I can't wait to talk about that stuff. But before we talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, I got to calm down for just a second. To talk to you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. I imagine that their odds, things have fluctuated. They've gone up and down ever since this signing and ever since the Aaron Judge uh, signing that happened yesterday, right? Like, there's so many signings all over the place. Go check out BetOnline.net. They've also got you for basketball and soccer and, you know, they got the World Cup stuff, right? World Cup has been super fun to watch. Uh, Esports, they've got it all. They've got some podcasts there for you to listen to as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Man, I don't even know where to start on this. I, I, I genuinely don't. I don't. I, I don't know where to start. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to try my best, though, because that's what we do out here. We try. We believe in trying, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what the Padres do. In a sport that consistently has all these teams that people people love to drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On some of these middle-tier teams that make a lot of really smart trades, they build their roster, they build their farm, and they win a bunch of games, and then they just refuse to put the cherry on top. They refuse to sign that one big free agent. They just keep relying on this, and then what happens is they say, oh no, we're falling apart a little bit, let's trade our highest asset, and then we just restart all over again. I'm of course talking about your Milwaukee Brewers, your Cleveland Guardians, Right, teams like that, Oakland A's. And here come the Padres saying, no, 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 no. Instead, we're going to go lunatic mode. This guy is Matt Damon in Rounders. You know what I'm saying? This is Howie Ratner, Adam Sandler in Utcut Gems. Probably not the best analogy to make if you know how that movie ends. But you get my point. Now, the big question is, aside from Xander himself, which we're going to be spending plenty of episodes talking about and what the... You know, the overall, you know, his abilities as a player, maybe do a little bit of crossover with the the poor folks over at Boston. Hmm. I will say for the record, don't blame Boston. 11 years is a long time. And reportedly, the highest offer um, for Xander Bogarts was $200 million from the Red Sox. So part of me is like, there's some questions here. Did the Padres actually really kind of handle this poorly from a negotiation standpoint where they offered that much more? The next highest offer, again, I'm recording this right after it happened, so maybe the you know the news reports will come in and will clarify that the Giants offered 260 or something like that. But <clears throat> bottom line is they got him. I do not blame the Red Sox. They got the, the star from Japan, Yoshida. They've added some bullpen help. I don't think if you're a Red Sox fan, you should be pissed right now. I think you should be sad, but not pissed. And I think there's a, a little gray area that you're allowed to operate in. Um, if you're the Red Sox, because there's still some other free agents left. Don't forget Carlos Correa is out there, which, <clears throat> no, I don't think the Padres will go for him, but I'm done saying. I'm done. 
I'm finished with saying that the Padres shouldn't or won't or can't go after a player. Clearly, that is just gone. It should have been gone after Soto, to be honest with you, but here we are. Now this raises the question of what's going to happen with the rest of the Padres roster. Who is going to play where? That remains to be seen because, because with this signing, it also leads me to believe that there are some more expendable players on this team. I don't think they will trade Hassan Kim. I do not think that they're trading Fernando Tatis Jr. But what what I was saying that Jeff Passan said was that Tatis could play center field, Kim could play shortstop, and Xander Bogarts could play second. Now, I will say there's one thing about that that excites me as someone who doesn't know much necessarily as uh, you know, how Xander Bogarts' overall skill set as a, you know, the real nitty-gritty of him. But he has been a fairly underwhelming defensive shortstop for pretty much all of his career. He hasn't been a defensive liability, but if you look at his overall fielding, defensive runs saved, and outs above average, he's been in the negative almost every year in defensive runs average, defensive runs saved, I should say, uh, except for this year, which coincidentally his contract season when he had four. Other years, he's had even minus 10, he's had minus 11, minus 8. And then in terms of outs above average, he's been in the negative all but one year, which was 2017 when he had two, and this year had an outs above average of five. So that's why his total F4 score was higher this year. And don't get me wrong, he's such a good offensive player that he offsets that stuff. But I'd be lying to you if I said I wouldn't uh, have wouldn't prefer if there was a little bit more of a sample size that Xander Borgerich could play great defense. So that makes me wonder... Maybe Xander Bogarts, maybe they're thinking, hey, maybe he could play second better. I think the only thing we know for sure is that Jake Cronenworth has to move to first. I do not see a scenario in which he's not playing first. Um, I do not think that there are any major first basemen on the market. Certainly not ones that the Padres would be interested in because the Padres seem only interested in superstars, much to my happiness. Um, but I think Hassan Kim, he's comfortable there at shortstop. Love him there. And, you know... Maybe Xander Bogarts ends up being a better second baseman. I don't know. So that's going to be obviously storyline, thing to follow for spring training, thing to follow in articles and Dennis Lynn of The Athletic and all these guys who are really close to the team and understand this stuff a lot better than myself when it comes to the real nitty-gritty reporting stuff. That'll be have to have to be followed. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. <coughs> I really am sick. This is terrible. <laughs> but this signing is great, so it's worth it. I would gladly make myself sick like this again if it means the Padres make these moves. So now I'm wondering. Here's an interesting wrinkle to throw into this. Jackson Merrill, the current top prospect for the Padres. Are they going to move him now? He's a shortstop, which granted, he's so young that I, I kind of almost don't care about the positions unless it's like outfielder, infielder, and pitcher, if we're breaking it down that way, when you're this young and in the minors. For all we know, he's going to come up and be a first baseman. I, I don't know, or a third baseman, right? But that makes me think, with Hassan Kim, with Fernando Tatis Jr., and now Xander Bogarts, three players on the roster who can play shortstop, does that mean that they're a little bit more inclined to give up their number one prospect that they currently have, which, granted, their farm is not what it used to be in the slightest, does that mean that he's a little bit more expendable? Potentially. Potentially. Is it possible that they say move Tatis to um, to DH on some nights? Yes, absolutely they could do that. All I know is <clears throat> I can't help but shake the feeling that they're also going to go after some sort of outfielder. Brian Reynolds has been brought up a lot. I, I don't know what his price is currently, Brian Reynolds. That's, that's my thing. 
because he had a poor season. He's still young. And let's just be honest, people tend to undervalue players from these smaller markets and lower budget teams. Um, what I mean by that is teams seem to almost take back less. Maybe this is recency bias, but I look at the Oakland A's. They give up like Matt Olson for like the worst outfielder prospect like in baseball and Christian Pache. No offense to him. Love that guy. He's a good defender, but he can't hit. Um, and Matt Olson was like an MVP candidate. So we keep seeing this happen. So maybe it's possible that all it's going to take is Jackson Merrill and they throw in, hey, Trent Grisham. They could do that. Would I want them to do that? I don't know. That's for another episode. But it's totally possible that they try to boost their outfield in that way and they're like totally committed to what they have. I don't know if that's a good idea. I have been sounding the horn and preaching depth and smaller additions because the Padres already have so many stars. In Tatis, in Soto, in Machado, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, all those guys. Hater, right? That getting some smaller uh, signings would be great. But clearly they're like, screw you, uh, we're still going to do this. I, I am going to be very curious to see how this all shakes up. Um, and let me tell you, I can't help but, sh- but shake the feeling that this isn't it. Maybe they will do my dream signing of Michael Conforto. Maybe they'll have him play left, right? Then you have Soto and right. Tatis in center, maybe they do that. Or they don't sign Michael Conforto and they do this Brian Reynolds trade and he's in left, Tatis in center, whatever. I don't know. And that makes Grisham a fourth outfielder, which is probably currently, with how he's played over the last year and a half, probably the right destination for him and the right fit for him is a fourth outfielder. And that still has value. So do not sleep on that. Remember, baseball in the regular season is a lot about depth. It's accumulating stars for sure. Do not let the Tampas of the world and the Clevelands convince you that stars don't result in championships. But in terms of winning and being like truly dominant for a while, you have to have a little bit of depth. And the Padres, they are loaded. I mean, A.J. Preller, aside from me wanting him him to murder me and just 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 take this this water bottle and, and replace my lungs with it. You know, like, does this guy like watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And just decide, you know what? Like, I love what they're doing there. They're just bringing in all these iconic characters. They got the Fantastic Four coming out at some point. They're going to bring in the X-Men and Wolverine at some point. They just did She-Hulk. They did the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, I got an idea. That's what I'm doing for this team. I'm bringing every sort of star from every position, every, every creed and every manner, whether it be a reliever, whether it be a starting pitcher, whether it be a closer, whether it be a... A, a guy who is a starting pitcher, but also functions as a reliever, right? There's so many guys that this dude keeps bringing to this team. I don't know what to say anymore. I, I genuinely don't. Is this an effective way to build a baseball team? Is it sustainable? I don't know. But what I do know is that they're committed. This currently the only like big major professional sports team in San Diego after the Chargers left. College basketball, I know they have San Diego State Aztecs. They seem to get bounced every single year in the round, uh, in the first round in the national championship uh, in basketball, which I, that's just what it seems like to me from the outside. But man, I mean, man, 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 man. I've said that a lot in this episode. I think that we're going to see. We're going to see. Remember that the Padres still have some things to figure out when it comes to pitching. I think that this might signify that they might not be going for a Carlos Rodon, who is kind of the last major free agent among starting pitchers. Don't get me wrong. I think that there are quality arms um, out there when it comes to five, um, the five slot for pitchers. 
They could even bring back Sean Maniah. Maybe Bob Melvin has a lot of nice things to say about him. But in terms of pitchers, I'd be very surprised. I think Carlos Correa, I cannot see a world in which he is not a giant. That team has been alluding to how they will absolutely pay um, this offseason, and they've missed out on all these guys so far. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, it's just nuts, guys. It's just nuts. There's Chris Bassett and Nate Evaldi. Incredible five starters, let me tell you. If that if either of those guys become Padres and they're the number five, that's incredible. I don't know if they will because I think there are some teams that are a little bit more desperate for starting pitching. <coughs> but, again, I don't know anything. You don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. The I will say this about the Red Sox. I, I don't think that it's bad that they didn't pay for Xander Bogarts. I do think it is hilarious that the Jared Carabuses of the world, the Boston Strong Twitter accounts, all day. Maybe this is just a function of my circle and the people that I'm with. All these Boston bozos talking all day and sharing the slightest of reports. And, oh, no, no, oh I asked someone and he said yes. And, and then he goes to the Padres. <laughs> it's just so funny to me how all day I'm being inundated with Red Sox talk about how they, they definitely got to keep him. And then he goes to the Padres. Again. I don't think it's bad for them. 11 years is a really long time for this type of player. And also, they've made some cool sightings already with their bullpen and star from Japan and Yoshida. So, that's just me. That's just me. Um, but before we keep basically just nerding out and freaking out about this um, signing, because to be quite honest with you, I still need to gather more of my thoughts uh, on the entire thing. So, that's going to take me a little bit more time, and especially when I'm not feeling like my brain is going to crawl out of its skull. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just remind you to go check out Locked On Sports today for a nice kind of recap of all things sports. It's a nice podcast, like 20 minutes. It's really nice and short. Maybe you're walking to your Dunkin' Donuts, grabbing your cup of coffee. Go check that out. That is should be your second listen. It's awesome. And sometimes even I make an appearance on there. I might make an appearance on there soon. I might make another appearance with the rate that the Padres go on. They're going to sign... You know, they're going to sign another superstar somehow. I, I don't know, but they will. Not that there's too many of them left, but still. Who knows? Who knows? All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're in the waning hours. We're in the witching hour of this year podcast. And I'm just going to keep talking. Um, just keep talking plainly. I think that... <clears throat> I think that overall, if I was to be objective and not take into account the, you know, um, the 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 fact that it's just clearly so much more fun to be part of this Padres team that, as John Heyman noted on MLB Network, wasn't willing to pay Chase Headley, who I know hearing that name now is a little bit weird, but that was like the most productive player that the Padres had had, at least position-wise, since Adrian Gonzalez, maybe, maybe. I don't have I don't have the numbers in front of me. They were reluctant to pay that guy. And now all of a sudden they're getting every star in the sport. And it is so commendable that they do that despite not even still with the the Dodgers in front of them that they still commit. You know what I mean? Like they're still not afraid. They are Captain America looking at Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Everyone's wiped out and whatnot. Thanos is the Dodgers. All the heroes are Gonzo. And he looks at him and says, I'm not afraid of you, basically. You know what I mean? That's the Padres to the Dodgers. And it's incredible. And you saw what happened in the playoffs this year. And I love it. I really do. I think that... 
I really think that the Padres need to make a couple other moves that are a little bit lower budget. I still like some of the free agents out there. I still like Michael Conforto, who I've been talking about for, I think, three years now. Um, you still have some potentially interesting outfits. Even a David Peralta might not be bad. AJ Pollock, Andrew Benintendi still out there. Joey Gallo, hear me out. He's still just 29 years old and can provide defense. Maybe he just needs a, a fresh start. Could add some power to this Padres lineup. Wouldn't be the worst flyer to take in the world. I know that sounds crazy. And I'm, I lean more towards Gallo probably got figured out and that his strikeout rate wasn't sustainable. But give him a little bit of a, a decent year deal, that would be amazing. Um, Adam Duvall, another player, really good, underrated defensive player, I would say. Um, and he also hits for some good power. That's another move the Padres could go. This last outfield spot, or second to last outfield spot, whatever, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing I know for sure is Wad Soto will be playing right field, is going to be really interesting. Because I don't know if they're going to do a trade. I don't know if they'll include Jackson Merrill in a trade for a pitcher. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think that they're done. I don't think they're done. I think that they're planning to make some other really substantial moves. Um, I just don't know if there will be one as big as this move, but it is still really exciting. And I, I can't wait to see Bogarts on this team. He's always been a player that's been very fun to watch. I've always enjoyed the the kind of class of him. And I think that it's it's really impressive that he got called up and brought up to this damn sport when he was very young. I mean, I know we talk about Bryce Harper all the time, but the age of 20, he makes his MLB debut for the Red Sox. Like, this was a guy who was brought up to be. Like, I mean, he's literally where's number two. I mean, people were calling him the Jeter, right? And he was awesome. And just a consistent force for them. That's why you're seeing all the Red Sox fans sad because he's been there for so long. Right, 20 years old, nine years they had this guy. I will say um, that the 11-year contract could get really messy and the Padres would basically be betting that Xander Bogarts is like a Hall of Fame-esque, fringe Hall of Fame type talent who is going to provide value for a while and it's not just this guy who the best is behind him, that this is going to be the next... Carl Crawford, right, when Carl Crawford signed with the Red Sox, if people remember him, and immediately fell downhill, right, or or an Albert Pujols, all those famous free agents that have a really big track record and then they fall off, right? It's totally possible that that happens. The Padres don't think that that's what's going to happen. They think that this guy's going to be, at worst, what he's always been, a three-war player, at worst. And that's not taking into account the defense. That's not taking into account the variable of, if what Pass has said is true, maybe he can work out as a better defensive second baseman. Who knows, right? Maybe, like, that that could happen. Maybe, um, you know, Raphael Devers, who had improved this year, third baseman from Boston, um, he's had some defensive struggles. So, again, I'm grasping at straws a little bit here, but basically I'm saying is maybe there's a chance that Xander Bogarts will be a solid defensive player. If that happens, you basically get yourself someone who is about as good as Carlos Correa. Um, I don't think he's going to be uh, defensively. I just think that the track record says otherwise. But it's really fun to hope, right? It really is. And I, I like the idea of Bogart. He's been a winning player before. Like I said, he's done this for a long time in a place that is not easy to play for in the Boston Red Sox because there's just so many expectations. It's one of the biggest teams out there. And he came through every time. He's had playoff moments. He's just, he's awesome. And I remember this, I remember in 2021 especially, I swear he came through at every moment, every single moment. 
Never had a strikeout rate higher than 20%. In fact, he's never had a strikeout rate above 18.7%. I'm taking out the first two years. Let's just let's just pretend the first two years of Bogarts didn't happen. He was 21 years old as a kid, right? I think that um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this shapes up for that last outfield spot. Because I don't know what the Padres are going to do. I don't think that they're going to... I hope that they don't... The only move that I think the Padres could do that I will call actively bad is if they do some sort of move in which they trade Luis Campizano and another player in order to get another player. I just really think that Luis Campizano, you want to have that guy, not just for depth, but you want to have a guy that's not that's going to be under club control for a while. He's going to be cheap, right? Instead of just giving that asset up. What if he's good and you have control of him for a really long time? I would not give up Luis Campizano. That is my one thing that I really hope the Padres don't do. Otherwise, I mean, it's just incredible. It's incredible that we get all these reports about how they were in on Judge. They were in on Trey Turner. They were in on Jose Abreu. You remember him? I know, right? That feels like three weeks ago, but that was like last week that they were all in on trying to get Jose Abreu as a Padre. Instead, he went to the Astros. It's just nuts. Regardless of what happens, I really do believe that this is kind of how baseball should be. I really do. I think that there are teams that I'm not saying Tampa has to go out and spend $240 million. But more, I just like when there are teams going out there and trying. And they're saying, you know what, let's try this. Because if it works, you know, flags fly forever, right? I don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if it's going to work. Nobody knows if it's going to work. I have been a big proponent of saying you go for it in baseball. I do not like when people say, all of that just to finish third. All of that just to finish behind. You know, people do that with the Rangers. People have been doing that with the Rangers. They say, oh, all of that just to finish behind the Astros. Guys, the Astros aren't going to be amazing forever. The Rangers are basically making a bet that they're like, we're going to get DeGrom and Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and Andrew Heaney and all these guys. And then the prospects that are coming up, we believe in them. And that will make up our depth. Because they do have an interesting farm system. So they're like, let's support them with stars. And before you know it, all of a sudden they're there. You know who else was like that? The Padres. Remember how much people were roasting the Manny Machado contract? Because I remember. I remember before I was hosting this podcast. I was. I remember when I wasn't even watching baseball at all. I took a break, like my junior year of college. What do you want from me? Uh, that people were roasting the Padres. They were like, this is pathetic. You're just going to lose to the Dodgers and the Giants and, heck, even the Diamondbacks, who were good at that time when they had J.D. Martinez and whatnot. And then look what happened. Prospects came up. Not all of them stayed with the team, but bottom line is they, they had a lot more stuff waiting in the wings. They just decided to get ahead of it. I think the Baltimore Orioles are a team that should be doing the same thing. They should be saying... Let's go out and get Correa, and then all of our prospects will come up. And it will not really affect us because we'll only have one guy making a lot of money. We'll be fine, right? But anyway, getting a little bit too much on a tangent. <coughs> what a day for the Padres. Um, it just doesn't stop. And it makes me think what's going to happen to the trade deadline, right? Um, you don't know what's going to happen there. It's nuts. Um, they want to make San Diego a destination, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. Um, fan, the fan attendance has been incredible, much better than those, those jerks from Philadelphia who are front runners and keep pretending that, uh, they aren't and they make fun of their players and yell at them until they finally do well, but then they don't support them in the first place. I hate the Phillies right now. I hate Philly. I should say not the Phillies, Philadelphia, just annoying. Um, <clears throat> man, 
I kind of want to just keep talking. You guys mind that? I'm just going to keep blabbing. I might repeat some points. I'm just going to keep blabbing for another like four or five minutes. So, so hang tight. Um, man, I can't get over this. I can't get over this. I am just hanging out and Xander Bogarts becomes a Padre. And somehow, somehow, this isn't even the craziest move that they've made in the last year, right? It might not even be in the top three of craziest moves they've made. The Josh Hader trade was pretty nuts too, right? That was pretty nuts when it happened as well. Um, oh man wow sorry got a little quiet there man I don't know man life is good life is good I'm reading a bunch of comic books right now that I love right reading some X-Men Wolverine and the X-Men, the run with Jason Aaron as the writer, if anyone's curious. I love Kitty Pryde. That's my that's my homie. That's the queen. Be reading Spider-Man, be reading She-Hulk. And the Padres are signing people. It's, it's just the best feeling ever. It really is. The fact that they just keep going out and trying. Um, I imagine that there's going to be more moves. I illustrated a couple of guys that might make sense. But I'm really curious to see how the rest of the team comes together. Because they're clearly... Because of how much of their prospect system they've traded away, they don't have like immediate guys that they can call up. In fact, they have zero pitching, basically, in the Myers. They gave up Robert Gasser in the Josh Hader trade. Hey, if this goes haywire, it wouldn't shock me if the Padres tried to trade Josh Hader and then at the deadline and try and retool that way, right? It could happen. So if I had to guess, that would be where the Padres' next signing could come from. Again, I talked about some of the pitchers. Um, there's not too many left, but a Nate Evaldi, a Chris Bassett, Corey Kluber, bring him home. You know what I mean? Bring him back home. He was a former Padre. That would be fun. A little one-year deal. Jose Quintana was signed. Jamison Tyone was signed. Wade Miley, sneaky signing I like. Gives you innings. Great for a five-starter. Even had a pretty good 2021. Rich Hill, if he is able to stay healthy, is an incredible five. Maybe not incredible, but you get my point. Um... Granky is a free agent? I didn't even know that. Noah Syndergaard is a free agent. See what I mean? There are some really interesting players out there that I like. I even like Drew Smiley a little bit. Which, granted, I think is something that every baseball prognosticator and analyst has said over the last 10 years that they they like Drew Smiley and they think he's underrated. And then he always comes in, he looks good for like two games, and then he blows up or gets hurt. But even still, screw it, I'm all back in. Maybe Drew Smiley will be interesting. Um... There's a lot of interesting players out there, and I think that the Padres decided, let's get our star. We're not waiting on these minor type of players. We'll get those minor players later. We want to jump on Xander Bogarts before anyone else does. Um, But I I have to admit, I am wondering who else was bidding against the Padres. I would hope that there was someone else, like I said, maybe a San Francisco, right? They said, maybe we'll give you nine years, 250. And the Padres said, screw that, we'll give you 11, right? I'm just spitballing here. Man, man. And there's still so much more to happen. Um, And also, I really appreciate that we actually got signings this year. I really appreciate that we still have all these signings and the winter meetings still aren't done yet. And we've got plenty of superstars that have signed because in the past, Manny Machado, he signed like by the time I was graduating, right? Like it took so long before they finally signed that guy, like three weeks before spring training or whatever. 
Mm. But we're going to see. It, are they giving Bogarts this commitment because Manny Machado low-key could opt out of his contract? Don't know if he will, but he could. So maybe they're saying, just in case that happens, let's make sure we have some other foundational pieces. Could be. Could Tatis play center field? It might Maybe, according to Jeff Pass, and that might be a possibility. But then that leaves left field. Who's going to play left field? They going to move Hassan Kim there? I'm sure he he I'm sure he could try, but why would you move him from there? Doesn't make any sense. I've been blabbing on too much. Bottom line is my final thoughts on this trade or on this signing. I think from a fan standpoint, it's another A plus because it is so much fun, and I really do believe that while we are getting greedy, almost as Padres fans, we've come we've grown accustomed to these moves. And we almost are just always expecting them, even if they don't always come to fruition in terms of winning and playoff super success, that it's just so much fun because it's the Padres, because it is a team that would not have extended um, jerks and Profar once upon a time, that that would be too costly, that they wouldn't have given a one-year deal to a big-time player once upon a time, right? That's, that's how I see this. So for the Padres fans, I do think you have to keep that in mind, that them seeing all this is great. Fan attendance is going to be through the roof. Everyone's going to be talking about the Padres. Screw every other team in uh, California, I guess, right? It's awesome. It's awesome from that perspective. But as a baseball person, I think that this is like a B, I think. And anyone who's been following the pod, I gave the Josh Hader trade a B-. I think that the only thing for me is, who else were you bidding against? I don't know if the Padres needed another star. And lastly, 11 years is a long time. He's going to be 41. And I do not remember the last time a position player, let alone one for 11 years at this age, was able to age gracefully. Right? It just doesn't happen. Hopefully he does. If this guy becomes a, a 260, 340 on base guy when he's 38, I'll take it. You know what I mean? That's incredible as far as I'm concerned. But the Padres are betting. I hope they're betting at least. I hope they're betting that they think that Xander Bogarts is a Hall of Fame caliber talent that is going to age gracefully. Because all of the previous years prior, considering how long he's been in the league, he has been a banner of consistency. I hope that the reason they did this signing isn't because they were scared because they missed out on Turner and Judge. And that they panicked and they said, let's just go. We need to get a superstar. So we're going for this one. I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. I hope Xander Bogarts keeps up the defense. And I hope we keep staying faithful, you know? (laughs) This is so cool. Oh, my lordy. What a time to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. With that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Flu Game Padres podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, (coughs) J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. At LO underscore Padres on Twitter. Go check that out. Follow the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube if you want to see me looking like a fool on camera, waving his arms around like a inflatable balloon dude outside of a car um, a car shop. What do they call those? A, a car dealership. There we go. Um, <clears throat> if you want to see that. We're going to be talking more about Xander Bogarts. Probably got some crossovers planned for the future. And we probably have another signing coming because that's what the time is. It is a great time to be a Padres fan, ladies and gentlemen. With that all being said, that about does it. Until next time, stay safe, 
And of course, stay faithful, my cry faithful homies. Take care! Yeah!